0: So, um, I'm going to make it really short. It's going to go with the flow. So, I want to know, first of all, uh, you know what I was, did you know the scripture that came earlier this morning in our exhortation before worship? It was Isaiah, Isaiah. Isaiah 9, 6. Well, it was actually Isaiah 9, 2, and Isaiah 6 and 7. And uh, if somebody would look that up, I'll have you read it for me. Um, Okay? And we'll read it in a minute. But that's our text. It's about this glorious, um, wonderful Jesus the Messiah. Does anybody have that looked up yet? Isaiah 9, 2. Here, listen. Listen to this.
1: The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. For unto a child child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this.
0: The zeal. We just we just had a little more, please, on this volume, because <clears throat> my voice is kind of blown already today. The zeal of the Lord is going to do it. We don't have to do that. The word told us it's the zeal of the Lord is going to do it. But guess what? The zeal of the Lord lives where? Inside of you. So you're part of this. You're part of this. That same zeal it only comes from one place. It comes from God. And if you weren't here early, I, I uh, just recommend for you to listen to the exhortation that came this morning because you are light bearers. You're part of that light. Jesus calls you light. You are the children of light. And you are part and you are destined. You are destined. It's part of your destiny. If you're sitting in your seat this morning or doing something else for the Lord and you're wondering, what does he have? What's his will for me? His will is that you shine your light. I loved what, what uh, Brother Steve preached a couple of weeks ago. About evangelism. And to get out there. This is about shining your light. The world right now is doing what? Pastor Lenny, in cold fingers, frozen, whatever, he put up all the lights on my house. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. I love you for that. It makes me so happy. It makes me so happy, and people walk by the house, and people go out the driveway, and somebody stopped them, In the cold of night, I was worried I was work- working next door, and I knew it was dark, and nobody else, school was closed, and I asked Deb, I said, Deb, did you see Lonnie? Because, you know, you might slip, fall, we got ice out there, we're, we're not used to it yet, we don't have a lot of salt everywhere, I just thought, gee, if you fill off a ladder... <laughs> Or he's standing on a rail. Nobody would know because nobody was around. Deb, did you see him? Yeah, I saw him as I came over. So i come over, but while he was out there, he wasn't alone. Somebody drove by, pulled in the driveway, and said, I just want you to know that you have inspired me. Come on. There's a little propheticness in this story. He's just hanging up the lights. You guys, hanging up your lights. You are light bearers. I told you earlier today you're like the Star Wars characters that have the lightsabers. It's the sword of the spirit. You can execute it. You can cut down all the bad stuff. We heard that our defender has brought us the heads of our enemy. We can come and use the light to bring the head of the enemy to him. Amen? And he declares us victorious. It's the wonderful life. It's wonderful when our hearts are focused on that. So the whole world right now is hanging up lights. When we were in Israel two years ago, they were lighting a Christmas tree. We were right there in Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. and Mary's blood was poured out. The mess of something being birthed in the earth realm. We were there, and the lights were being lit. They're being lit around the world, whether they're candles, whatever. It has gone on for centuries. And the miracle, and we walked right there in the shepherd's cave where the shepherds had been taking shelter while their flocks were grazing. And we lit candles, and we sang, and we worshiped. It was getting dark that night just was. When the angels and the lights of heaven were released, the glorious light of God's creation, and they filled up the heavens with the glory of the Lord. And let me tell you, the glory of the Lord is light. It is glorious. It is a glow. When you go to heaven, like we look at these lights, we look at bright lights, LED lights, we've got every kind of of a light we can think of at this point in the history of man, in enlightenment of man. But I'm telling you, when you see the light of heaven, it's miraculous. Because I've told you before, for us, in order to see the lights in this realm of earth, the best way to see light is have it dark. You can see the light better, right? Because if my lights were on in my house right now, they might look pretty, but they aren't going to look half as glorious is when you see them in light, and they're really standing out. In heaven, it says there's no night. Isn't that what the word says? There's no night. There's no darkness. Yet, when I'm standing in heaven, I can see all of creation as if it's dark and I'm stargazing. How does this happen? How can I explain it to you? There's no earthly explanation. Yet, I can see the universe as it continues to expand, and I can see... Everything from heaven, even though there's no night, and I can see it as brightly and as clearly as if you look at my Christmas lights tonight in the darkness. It doesn't have to be dark there. Things are different in heaven. But we continue to pray on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. And so you don't have to wait till night to go shine your lights. Come on. Because God can see it clearly. And you're doing a little miracle thing. You're doing a little heaven thing. If you're shining your light during the day hours, I'm just mixing up heaven and earth here. Are you tracking with me? It's the same way that you found the light. Whether it was night, it was noon, or early morning dawn, God gave you eyes to see it. And may we be praying that during this season well, there's an open window in heaven to earth right now for the world to have open hearts to, to hear the words of faith. Faith comes by hearing. And so you can't just show your light by doing good deeds that they can see in that way, but you must speak in faith. Do a good deed. Don't leave it at, well, God bless you. There you go. Thank you. Oh, well, God bless you. Take an extra. Take an extra moment. Oh, I'm glad you appreciated that because I had such great joy because of the one that I love that led me to come and do that for you. Do you know him? I think I'm a crazy lady. Oh, well, let me tell you his name. His name is Jesus. And he is the one that I love. And he has made all the difference in my life. And I want to show he's my best friend. And if you don't know him, I would love to introduce you to him. Right now. And I have a little couple of sentences. Something like this. He found me in my darkest moment, in the dark of night. I was stumbling, and I couldn't find my way in this life, in this crazy life. But he came, and he rescued me. And I gave him my heart, and I said, come live in me. Come help me. Do it your way. Do you want that? I can pray with you right now. That's all. And if they say no, pray for the next person to get them before the season is over. Amen. And I don't just mean the Christmas season; I mean till Jesus comes. Okay. How many of you, <clears throat> how many of you, have seen the movie? It's a classic. It's a Wonderful Life. If you've seen it, have you seen it? It's a Wonderful Life. Did I get everybody? Well, not everybody raised your hand because then I have to tell you, if you didn't see it and you didn't raise your hand, then I have to tell you about this movie. It is a wonderful movie. And that's because that's how it became a classic. You'll see it on television in black and white, but they do have versions that you can buy that have been colored, hand colored, just to kind of give you an idea if, if you can't watch an old black and white movie. It is... A beautiful story of faith and God. It's about an angel, about angels coming, about how they interact with our lives. It's about the story of an overcomer, and his name was George Bailey. He's a lot like you. He had his dreams, he had everything and his plans, and how everything was going to come to pass was a great guy. He wasn't a bad kid at all. He was wonderful. His father ran a savings and loan uh, that wasn't kind of like, it wasn't a bank in the system. It was early in the 20s, you know, in the 1920s of our history. And his dad owned it, and he worked hard. And he gave loans, because way back in the day, the rich people had slums, and that's where you lived. And they the rent was high and you lived in a slum house. And the rent was so high you could never save any money to get out of it, okay? And a lot of bankers owned those slums. But they went beyond the distance. It might not look like you qualified for a loan, but it was more like what we have now as a credit union where it's the people own it and the funds work within it, something similar to that. Well, George had his plans. He was leaving high school. He was going to go travel the world. And he'd saved and he'd worked up all his life. He'd saved his little brother from a breakthrough in the ice. And George, when he jumped in on that, as as a young man, before he graduated from high school, he injured his ear. In fact, he had such a bad ear infection that it had affected the hearing in his ear for the rest of his life. But George was an overcomer. He didn't let that get him down. He kept working, and he saved his money, and he was going to do this. But on the day that he was going to do this, his father passed away. And then this wonderful place that had helped so many people that had no funds, they took, they just helped them. They didn't come and confo- foreclose on the house if they missed a payment. They worked with them. You see? To help them own their own homes and get out of the slums. George wanted to go on. He's like, I can't be here. But they voted him in. The only way that the savings and loan could go on was if he headed it. George had to make a decision. And am I going to go? Or am I going to stay and help the people like my dad did? But this is my dream. This is what they're asking of me, but this is my dream. But this is what they're asking of me. And looking at the faces, and my father gave me, but this is my dream. And and he makes the decision, not my will, not my will. I'll stay. I'll stay, and I'll give my money that I saved up to travel to my little brother, so he could go to college. And I'll stay here. And when he gets out of college, he'll come back and run the savings and loan. And then I'm going to be able to go and travel the world.
1: But when his brother came
0: back, he came back with a wife whose dad had given his brother another job. And now, who's going to run the business? Once again, he has all this money. He's, He's like... What am I going to do? It looks like I'm never going, and he just—he he just wants to leave. He wants to go do it. He's given everything he had. It's like, what more do you want from me, God? But he's an overcomer, and once again, he makes the decision. Not my will, not my will, but I'm going to do this. Just happened to be a young girl that had been in love with him since she was a little girl. She had a crush on George Bailey. She thought he was a hero. She had eyes for no one else, even though rich men, others that they grew up with had had a plan, and they you know she might have married them and led a cushy life. But here she was. her name's Mary. This happens to be Mary in the story, anyway, he's so upset. he now reckoned he he's he's pacing back and forth. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? If I do this, I'm here for the rest of my life. I will never travel. It will never happen. My dreams are not going to come true. And then he struggles, and he goes to Mary's house, and he paces back and forth, and she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he says, I don't know. What what are you asking me for? And she says, well, are you coming in or not? And he's like, I don't know if I'm coming in or not, basically. But suddenly he goes in. He makes a proposal. It is a passionate movie. It's an old movie. It is not X-rated, but I'm telling you, it's one of the most passionate kisses you're ever going to see in black and white because it was a passionate moment in his life. It was no more kidding himself. This is it, and this is where I'm going to be, and I can't have an attitude that I'm stuck here the rest of my life. I've got to embrace it and I've got to lay hold of the life that's been cut out for me. He's an overcomer. George Bailey is an overcomer. That's the kind of mentality overcomers have. And he embraces it with all his heart and they get married and they buy this old dilapidated building falling down that needs much more work than we're doing in this new building project we've got going on. Believe me, take a look at the movie and feel good about it because it is not like that at all. You may think it is, but it really isn't. And they set out, and they have children, and he runs this place, and the town is changing, and everything is good, and and things are going great. And so he saved this money you know, to go travel, but now he's got a wife, so they're going to get married, and they're going to go out, and his uncle that is still there, who's got a little slight dimension going on, he's going to run the place. Him and Mary are going to go have a honeymoon, so they're going to they're get to do a little traveling on that honeymoon, and he's going to come back, and they're going to settle down. But as they're on their way out of town, there's a stock market crash. There's a run on the banks. They're gonna lose it. The wicked banker in town wants to buy everybody's share in the savings and loan at fifty percent. And George, George comes back and he realizes what are we gonna do? He's trying to talk people in. Don't tell me you need all your money today, just tell me how much can you get away with for till the bank's open on Monday? How much? Can it can it be ten bucks, not two hundred and forty two dollars? And they start doing it. And suddenly Mary appears in this story, and she comes in, and she says, I've got $2,000. See, they had no money. They couldn't get anywhere. Their money was invested in people's lives. And so by the end of that day, they had to stay open until 6 p.m. And at 6 p.m., they had $2 left out of the 2000 Let me tell you, in the 20s, $2,000 was a lot of money. And in my world right now, it's looking pretty darn good to me, too. It looks pretty big. (laughs) Right now, as I'm pressing in for the building. They picked up that $2. They put it on a tray. They pranced it around, had a parade, and took it in and locked it in the safe. Two bucks. It was everything. God had once again saved the day. And... They were going to have a little makeshift, makeshift honeymoon. Watch the movie. You'll find out about that. It's cute as can be. The beginning of the next restoration project. But they had family and kids, and everything was going well. And it was right around Christmas, and the uncle had an $8,000 deposit that he was supposed to take somewhere. Uh, he was supposed to deposit it in the bank, but somewhere he lost it along the way. they're coming in to look at the books. It's going to look like somebody embezzled the money. They're going to shut it down, send George to prison. At this point, it's like, what else can I give you? I've given you everything. The overcomer thoughts. But George, he's a mess. The kids are at home playing the piano. It's Christmas Eve, you know, going to happen you don't even they can't relate to the pressure he's under he's ready to have a breakdown he knows that the only way to get out of this and and not because they've looked everywhere they've looked everywhere and the money is gone and the truth is in the movie when you find out the enemy had it but you have to watch it the enemy had intervened and taken the funds they really weren't lost but he wasn't going to let them know that it was around But this is what happens. He comes to this point in his life, and I'm asking you, have you ever come to the end of the last point in your life where life didn't seem like going on? The two were better dead than alive. Well, that's where George came to. He had a $15,000 insurance policy that he knew if he jumped off the bridge, that would pay the $8,000 and give his wife $4,000 to live the rest of her life without him. He was ready to go. He'd come to the end. There was nothing else he could do. He didn't want to live anymore. And he goes and he... What happens? He jumps in. But on the scene, God has sent Clarence, the angel. And Clarence jumps in after him. And then there's a whole part in the movie. He rescues him. And he shows George. He, he sees George's insistence. It would have been better that I'd never been born. Never. Sounds like a story of Job. It would have been better I'd never been born. But Clarence shows him his life had he never been born. And when you watch that movie, ponder it about your life. If you had never been born... You wouldn't be part of my life. You've changed my life. You are light bearers. You are, you are joy. You are life, even in your sorrows. I may have been at your birth. Some of you, I might have been there when you were born. Some, we've buried. But my life would not be the same, and soon... George found out if he had never been born, he went to the graveyard where his son, he rescued his brother, but then he goes and he sees that his brother died because he wasn't born. Do you see? Do you see how life, how important you are? You have every opportunity in God. Still, it's never too late. If you're breathing, there's opportunity. If you're breathing, there's a chance to pierce the darkness that might be manifesting in your life. You can change it. And he had come to a dark moment, the darkest in his life. But suddenly, guess what? Ding, 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 ding. The light from heaven pierced his darkness. And suddenly he could and then he was like I want to live I want to live there's value God gave him insight on how valuable he was and though it looked like tragedy and overcoming and, and him giving up on dreams and God came in And when the people in town heard about George and what was happening, they started going to every person he'd ever helped in his life. Whatever you have, let's help George out. It was Christmas Eve. And they gathered baskets full of cash. And when the Banker had called the police to say that there had been, you know, 8,000 missing. The wicked guy that had their money and knew where it had gone. They counted it. The police were there to arrest him and everything. But they counted the money, and there was more money than the $8,000. You've got to see the rest of the movie and what happened. What I'm saying is, God is our great defender. And at that moment, he brought the head of the enemy. (laughs) Oh, yes, he did. And declared George as a victor. Light had pierced the darkness. This is a human story. And you're thinking, well, what has this got to do with Jesus? It has everything. To do because many of you are overcomers in this room, and I've been here with you long enough to know. And some of you are overcoming right at this moment. But I want to hear. I want to tell you something. A couple of weeks ago, or whenever it was, I talked to you about Romans 8:28, 28, 28. and that scripture says, "All things work together." for good for those who are called according to his plans and his purposes a couple of weeks ago I told you all means everything the good, the bad and the ugly all means the sum total of everything in your life God will work out for the good for those who love him, I think I've missed that part. For those who love him and are called according to his purposes, because I'm not reading from my Bible. I want to tell you quickly what the definition of that means. Romans, you are called. The word kaleo. Called means called with a personal objective. You've been invited with a divine invitation to participate in the blessings of redemption in this wonderful life. That's what makes it. You are called, Kletos, the called, those who received the divine call. I gave you the verb first. This is the noun. Now this is you. Before, I just gave you the action. You are the called. You are those who have received the divine call. You have welcomed it, and you have been appointed to be part of the elect having conformed to God's saving purpose and plan of destiny. This wonderful life. You remember what was read earlier in Isaiah 9, 6. And the light pierced. Jesus was called the same as you. I want to read you about Jesus. I just have to. I just have to say it. Pastor, would you read verses 6 and 7 again in Isaiah 9,
1: 6 and 7? A child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it.
0: Amen. So with the zeal of the Lord, I just want to say, Lord, as a called one, you shall be declared. You shall be called out. You shall be preached. And you shall be proclaimed from this vessel. Can all of you say amen? as wonderful, you are miraculous, you are extraordinary, you are astonishing, you are an act of marvelousness, you are a wonder, can I get an amen, counselor, you give advice, you counsel, you admonish, you direct, you resolve, you guide us into the plan and the purpose. our lives and your life amen he is God almighty God powerful eternal everlasting father eternal forever perpetual without end he is my father he is my parent my forefather my ancestor my originator my creator my inventor my head my ruler my lord he is king and chief master advisor teacher he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He is my counselor. He is my protector. Say amen. He is founder of my family and this family. He is Sari Shalom. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the ruler of peace in my life. Amen. He has dominion over my soul and he brings me peace. Because he is awesome. He is awesome. He is awesome. Do you need a father? Do you need a father? Are you fatherless? Do you feel abandoned? He's not only Savior. He said, if you know me, you know the Father. Lord, seal your words to our spirits today, to our souls, to our minds. Let us go into the season and be your light bearers forever. Let it not end here. Lord, let it not just be a few weeks during December, but let us carry your word and your wonderfulness with us every day and every moment of our lives. Father, may your love be increased in each of our hearts, God, May your love and your light be thrown out like searchlights in the sky. If you go to Orlando and you see the lights moving in the heavens, Father, let our lights move and touch the ones that you want us to touch. They could see your light. We pray for the the lost to see your great light in this hour. We pray for the lost to see your light and to come in contact with the love that you have that is everlasting. Let them receive it, God. Let them receive it to the uttermost. And let them believe upon you in the power of the name of Jesus. In the name of God, we are in awe of you today, and we carry your love, and we thank you, thank you for everything. Let us be like George Bailey (laughs) when the light dawned in his life that things aren't so bad, and there's an answer, and there's a way of escape when my defender, my love, the one that we love, Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit, Abba, when our eyes and our hearts are set upon you. So we give you our all again today? And we say yes and amen to your word and to your will. In your name, Jesus, Jesus, we pray in your name, amen, 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 give the Lord a hand clap. Before you leave, I would ask you, please, I want Christine to come here, and this is really important to us. It's about what's happening on Tuesday. Please don't miss this because you can help us. We need about $65,000 more, so $2,000 more-ish has come in this week, maybe more. And And she's going to explain how she set things up that you can use if you're on Facebook, if you have email, if you're on Instagram. She's gonna explain to us how we can help And, Christine, are we part of the match fund with the Facebook that we're not? Okay. So everything that comes in um, with uh, what I meant was with the Facebook thing. But we are going to be on Facebook, so come up here. Guys, listen. And if you don't understand it, and and we're pausing now. Or, yes, I guess we can leave this on in case somebody listens to this that wasn't here from today, because I want everybody to know, this is an exciting opportunity. It's about Giving Tuesday, and that's this Tuesday. You've heard of Black Friday, right? You know that Monday is Cyber Monday. That's tomorrow. It's the next day, and this is a concerted effort through Network for Good, um, partnering that we can make donations, and I think they put it up on the on the screen so you can look at how it would look on your phone and she can point things out to you. Do you want to do it from over there, honey, or do you Oh, okay, he's plugging her up. Oh, okay. Sure. Let me get my stuff out of here. you want him to hold this for you?
2: Good morning. So how many of you are familiar with Giving Tuesday? Giving Tuesday is relatively new. It has been around for a few years, but we're all familiar with Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Well, Giving Tuesday follows on the heels of that, and it was a movement that was started to urge people to um, be giving to charitable foundations at the beginning of the holiday season. So Giving Tuesday is largely um, promoted online. You'll see hashtags, Giving Tuesday, all over Facebook, Instagram, all your social media um, platforms that you have out there. So we are set up with Network for Good, which allows us to collect donations online. And you can donate with your credit card or your debit card. And if you wanted to, you could even set up a monthly giving plan you wanted to give so much per month. But if you go to cccbt.org, you will see um, on there, you can click on those little links for Facebook and Instagram and you can follow us on there. So if you haven't, I know many people have, but if you haven't already liked our Facebook page or following us on Instagram, uh, I'm done guess. (laughs) Okay. Um, go ahead and click on those links and it will bring you right to the pages so you can like and follow them. Now just below that you're going to see hopefully soon here um, we've got a Giving Tuesday banner. Technical difficulties. (laughs) So anyway, if you go to cccvt.org, that is our website for the Cornerstone Community Center, Um, you will see just below the Giving Tuesday um, banner on there that there is a button for Give Today. And if you just click on that, it is going to bring you right to our campaign page for the Giving Tuesday campaign that we are doing, which is actually called Match This Labor of Love. And we're trying to match the over $100,000 worth of volunteer time that has gone into people giving and working over at the community center to make this project happen. Over 5,000 hours. That is a lot. And for such a small community of people is really amazing. So if you click on that link, it'll bring you right to um, our Giving Tuesday campaign page. And if you click on the donate button here, you'll see that it just brings up a donation form. You can choose an amount or you can specify a different amount in this box over here. And again, you can set that up as a one time gift or you can set it up as monthly giving if you would like. And then once you actually go in and make your donation, at the end of that it will also ask you if you want to share it on your social media, which is just another click of a button. And I would encourage you all um, that you would share this on your Facebook and Instagram and everything, just to get the word out. I mean, even if you can't give a lot, if you're sharing, just share to your whole network. And I would also say, that it would be nice if when you're sharing the post, um, that you would just say a little something about why this is important to you. Because people will share things, just click share, and they won't add anything in to let people know that this is why it's important to me. This is why I'm passionate about it. And that actually prompts more people to give. If they know that I want to give to this because Norm is really passionate about this cause and what it's going to bring to the community. It prompts people to be more giving if they know why you care about this. So when you share those posts, um, please do, just put a, it doesn't have to be a long letter, the shorter the better, but just let people know why you care about this. There will be um, an email going out Tuesday morning. If you're on our email list, you should be getting that. And you can also share the email um, to your contact list as well. So just please share, 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 so we can get the word out. And we are, we are absolutely, yes, believing for a miracle that the money is going to come in from places that we probably wouldn't even expect. God can do amazing things if we just take a small step of obedience and share it. That's all you have to do. Just share. Yes. Yes. So uh, if you have any questions, um, please don't hesitate to come ask me. Um, Yep. Yep. See me. I can, yep. I can show you. I can help you. I can give you any guidance. Um, If on Tuesday, you have any issues or if you're you know I was expecting an email where is it please let me know um, because I can see where the emails went I can see where they've been delivered whether or not they've been opened Um, I know it said my husband John it said it was delivered to him but he looked in his email and couldn't find it so if you don't get it please don't hesitate to contact me Um, I can send it to you directly through email that way you can forward it out to your contact list. cccvp.org and also on there um you will see if you are not on the email list no nope. it will come out yes uh your donations will come out to uh praise chapel Um, because that is our legal entity name Um, so you know you when you see on your you know uh, statement for your credit or debit card it will say Praise Chapel on there it will not say Cornerstone Community Center but this is specifically for the Community Center in fact right when you give online there's only one option on there on this campaign which is the Cornerstone Community Center so it has to be designated to that. If you wanted to give just to the church, you could go to the church's website and give there. Um but this is specifically for the community center. If you are not on our email list, uh down at the bottom of the page there is a form that you can fill out here um, that you can put in your name and email address and hit submit and that will add you to our email list. So that's it. No, no, nope. <laughs> We're not going to spam you. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Yep. Okay, well, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for... The blessings that you have given to each and every one of us. We thank you for your Son, Lord, that has come in this season. We thank you for his sacrifice, that he has died and given his life so that we can have eternal life with you, Lord. We ask that you would move the hearts of the people on Giving Tuesday, especially in this community, God, that they would see and acknowledge how needed this community center is and what a blessing it will be to everyone within this community. We ask that your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.